0: Good afternoon Packers fans, Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Tuesday, it's another positional preview day. Today we're talking about the offensive line, the big boys up front, the engine that makes things go. But before we get there, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Ticket King. You can find a link to Ticket King in the description of this video. They have been based in Wisconsin since 1992. Nine. 1992 you say? That's right. 1992. They have tickets home and away every single Packers game. They are staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help you with anything Packers ticket related. They also partner with local Green Bay businesses for tailgates and bus transportation to the games. They are open on game day for last minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive through window Check them out. You can check them out via the Cheesehead TV app. If you have our app, go to the schedule, and you will find links to each individual game there. Write to Ticket King. Get your tickets now for every single Packers game. Do it, people. You know you want to. Hello to everybody in the comments. Good to see everybody. Before I start chatting it up, let's talk some offensive lines, shall we? And where else do you start? Where else do you start, people? And with the big guy himself, that's right, it's David Bakhtiari, the five-time All-Pro who only played 20 snaps in 2021 and could possibly start the season on PUP. We're, don't, we're not going to talk about that, all right? In this land, in this world we live in right now, David Bakhtiari is going to be ready for week one. Hell, David Bakhtiari is going to be ready for the start of training camp. No problems, no issues, and he's going to be good to go. Do I buy that? I'm not so sure, but we'll find out in a few short weeks. Obviously, a major linchpin to the offensive line, and things drastically change along the front if he is not able to go. But again, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Elton Jenkins, another guy who probably won't be ready to go. A Pro Bowler in 2020, towards ACL in Week 11. He could start camp on PUP. In fact, I would be shocked if he doesn't. But... When he is on the field, you know he is a difference maker, can play literally all five spots along the offensive line. We shall see where he ends up, what week he ends up coming back. Clearly, one of the most talented players on the roster. Got to hope he is back sooner rather than later. Um, Moving down the offensive line, so to speak, you got Josh Myers, second-round pick last season, Started those first five games prior to hurting his knee down there in Chicago. Fun fact: uh, didn't wear his knee braces; was trying to issue them, I guess. A great little note from Ryan Wood earlier this off in the Green Bay Press Gazette: how Josh will be wearing both knee braces that he wore there at Ohio State going forward, if or basically superstition, if nothing else. But um, certainly looking to round into the form that we saw earlier in the year. I I know a lot of people talk about how he was taken right before Creed Humphrey, what were the Packers thinking, blah, blah, blah. I think Josh has a hell of a career ahead of him, and I think the Packers made a great call getting this kid out of the Big Ten from Ohio State. Uh, then we have, uh, speaking of uh, Big Ten football, we have John Runyon Jr. out of Michigan. 16 games started, two-time All-Big Ten over one thousand snaps last year without a single penalty that is absolutely insane the guy maybe not the best looking the guy you're going to throw on and tell your players this is teaching tape but you talk about a guy who just gets it done that is john runyon jr um gotta think there's a good chance he's uh manning one of those guard spots going forward then of course we have everybody's favorite undraft former undrafted tackle Yash Nyman, eight games started last year, former undrafted free agent in 2019, could open the season at left or right tackle, played both in the offseason, kind of swapping spots there, obviously dependent on what's going on with Bakhtiari. But uh, Yash, thrown into the fire last year, acquitted himself very well. He's not without his flaws, obviously. But for a young guy getting his first real stretch of action, He really showed up for the Packers in 2021. Then we have Royce Newman, started 16 games, allowed three sacks, had some issues with communication. Um, Stunts really gave him an issue early on in the season. But you talk about a guy who really seemed to put it together as the year was going on. Royce did a phenomenal job of kind of learning from his mistakes and really, truly getting better week in and week out. We talk a lot about that. You'll hear a lot about that coming up in training camp, I think Royce is kind of the poster child for that last season as far as the job he did. Just plowing forward, moving forward, and progressing, and not plateauing, really learning from his mistakes. And just the reps he got last year, I think, are going to be infinitely valuable going forward. Uh, Then we have uh, Taste of the Rookies, my favorite. We have Sean Ryan, a third round selection in this year's draft. He can play a tackle or a guard. I know in the offseason they were running him mostly at guard. I still think he's a sneaky, he has a sneaky chance to play right tackle at some point this season. Uh, I love this kid's tape. Um, I really like how he just doesn't get beat. He's the, the kind of guy who you don't really, again, kind of like Runyon in the sense of maybe it's not teaching tape, maybe it's not the cleanest technique. But the man is a bouncer in the club, and you are not getting in if he doesn't want you to. Really excited about this kid. Um, Somebody who I know a lot of Packers fans were really excited about in our live draft stream is this kid out of Wake Forest, Zach Tom, the fourth-round selection. First team all ACC. Um, He, you talk about a guy who can play up and down the line. Now, I don't think it's necessarily going to be the case where the Packers treat him the way they have Elton Jenkins, but this is a guy who can play all over. Um, to the point where, and this is true. If you go on the Packers website, everybody has some kind of designation, either tackle or even tackle guard, guard center. Zach is the one dude who is just labeled as O line, O L, period. I'm I'm really intrigued by this kid. I can't wait to see him get the pads on and start getting some work done in a few weeks in Green Bay for training camp. And then finally, pulling up the rear, we got the seventh round pick, Rashid Walker. You know, ten starts at left tackle for the Nittany Lions. I, you know, I'm not saying that their Packers have a history of a seventh round offensive lineman out of the Big Ten jumping into the starting lineup and just taking off. I'm, I'm not <coughs> Mark Tauscher talking about that, but I'm just saying they have that history behind them. So, really excited for these young guys to come in and try and insert themselves. And of course, on top of these guys, they're they're. Some notable dudes, um, undrafted. Caleb Jones, I know, will get a lot of play. But this is the mix, right? This this is the mix you have to think. As far as the fact that since Matt LaFleur has been in town, the Packers have kept nine offensive linemen out of the gate, right? I think we're all, again, we're living in a world. This is my world that we're living in, David Bakhtiari. He's going to be there, right? He's going, to, he's going to be ready for week one. He's going to be there. He's going to be on the squad. He's going to be on the 53. He's not on the PUP. He's not on the injured reserve. He is there. So outside of that, the one big question mark, you know, you look at the locks. Let's say the guys who are probable locks. You got Bakhtiari, Runyon, Myers, Newman, Nyman, and then I think Zach Tom and Sean Ryan out of this rookie class. Now, maybe somebody jumps up, etc. Uh, But you look at a guy like Cole Van Landen, I don't think he's a lock. I think he's going to be, you know, fighting for a spot. He played both left and right tackle in the offseason. Didn't make the squad coming out of camp last year. But we'll see what kind of gains he's made, right? But, you know, those probable locks, Bakhtiari, Runyon, Myers, Newman, Nyman, Tom and Ryan, you add in Jenkins, because clearly, I mean, he'll most likely start on PUP, but that's eight right there. And you get nine spots, you know, somebody's going to be battling. It's going to be fun to watch, but um, it's hard to say with so much up in the air, health wise, because I know I, mean, I haven't even clicked over to the comments yet, but I would imagine people are like, what do you think as far as lineup goes? And I'm here to tell you right now, it's hard to even imagine what the lineup is until we know for sure A, what Bakhtiari's status is, and B, uh, you know, clearly without Jenkins, who's playing, who are they running strictly at tackle? especially with the young guys. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I have a crystal ball, but I am very excited for the youth along this line. I think they've got a lot of guys who are very young, who have gotten a lot of valuable playing time, um, whether it is Josh, whether it is um, Newman, et cetera, probably in places where they weren't expecting and or wanted that to happen, but it was, you know, it had to happen out of necessity. That is going to serve them very well, especially in a year where you need this offensive line to step up in you know this transitional period where you have to think, yeah, they'll probably lean, in, lean into the running game a little bit more. they got to be a lot more effective getting to the second level, springing some of those more productive, bigger runs. Um, hopefully, they can find some cohesion, especially with the amount of youth they've got, but guys with playing time, guys with banked reps i um, excited. I'm excited for the potential of this group. And, of course, so much hinges on the health. Let's see what folks are saying here in the comments. What's going on? Big B is here. What's up, Big B? Hope you're doing well. Good to see you, buddy. So many folks. Here. Oz is here. Of course, Oz is here. How are you, Oz? Good to see you, my friend. Hope everyone's well. Hey, speaking of my friends, uh, let me remind everybody, tomorrow, the return. Of live Packers trivia right here on the Cheesehead TV YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're here. It'll be six o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Central. YouTube, Cheesehead TV, be there. The return of live Packers trivia. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Joey. Possibility of Luke Butkus being the first player coach of the 21st century. I'm in. I love it. Let's do it. I mean, he looks the part, right? But, uh, yeah, no, I doubt it. Dwayne Barry, what's up, man? Do we sign another veteran wide receiver? I doubt it. I think Sammy is your addition in the veteran department. Now, could we wake up tomorrow? Hell, could this stream end tonight? And think we see some kind of uh, report about the Packers signing either Julio Jones or OBJ or whoever. Sure, it's a possibility. I'm not completely dismissing it, but I think it's a pretty big long shot. Um but we'll see. We'll get closer to camp. I'm sure things will start rumbling both in free agency possibilities and/or contract extension time. Um, usually that stuff starts to percolate the closer we get to camp. Uh trade three first round picks to get Lindsley back. Not for his ability, but because he's an awesome dude. Robin, that is probably one of the wisest things I've ever seen here on Cheesehead TV. <laughs> I mean, look, I the Corey still bitches about it to this day, but the Packers, you know, that third contract in lieu of everything they had going on cap wise, trying to roll, run it back. So to speak, you understand why they made the move they made. And I do, as I said earlier, I think Myers has got a hell of a career ahead of him. Yeah. I mean, think about the fact that he hasn't even played a full season yet heading into his second year. Now he's played six games. Um, I thought he put a lot of good stuff on tape. He does need to be a little bit more physical at times, probably helps full off season in the weight room, getting up, getting a little bit more nasty in him. but I like it. And look, I think they can be more effective in the run game with Myers at center. Uh, a lot of their struggles kind of down in the second half of the year last year with Lucas Patrick at center was, you know, he's a little bit overmatched there with some of the bigger, stronger interior linemen and that's no knock on Lucas. I think he's a hell of a player. He absolutely saved the Packers bacon there last season. Um, But, yeah, I think Josh with a full year, like I said, a full offseason under his belt, I think he's got a chance to really um, solidify that spot for the next five, six years, what have you. What is my prediction for when Elton is game ready? Keith, that's an important distinction, and I'm glad you made it, because even if he is on, say, PUP, let's say, to start training camp and then comes off of it and practices, that's no guarantee that he's even ready for week one, right? Um, But I don't think that's the expectation. I think the expectation is he'll be on PUP throughout camp and then PUP to start the season. That would be my guess. Um Never really know how each guy, each individual is going to bounce back. I know we were all surprised everything took as long as it did with Bakhtiari last year. Here we are a year later. We're still holding our breath. Knocking on everything, every surface, that that's not going to be the case with Elton. Um, but I still will be very surprised if he's ready for week one. I think the big, the only, the huge question is, is he on PUP to start the season? Um, and if that's the case, then that's six weeks, right? And then after that, that's that six weeks period is just when he can start practicing. Then they have, you know, two more weeks, essentially 14 days to make the call whether to activate him or put him on IR. I suspect... He will be on PUP to start the year, so I would think probably week 9, 10 is my guess. That is just guesswork on my part. Now, look, we could get to camp and be pleasantly surprised in a few weeks, and I'd be very happy if that were the case. But I would caution anyone getting their hopes up about seeing Elton sooner rather than later in 2022. That is just me. Wayne says, first shareholder meeting for me coming up. So excited. That's great. Enjoy it. It's so much fun. I'll be there. I'll be at the shareholders meeting. Um, fly in the 24th. Shareholders meetings on the morning of the 25th. Can't wait to uh, see Mark Murphy and company. Always a good time. I, I People ask a lot of the time, like, what's it like or should I do it? I think every Packers fan should do it once. I think it's so much fun the first time you do it. Once you've done it, it's kind of, I understand, like, People who say, oh, it's so boring. I think the first time it's has phenomenal. But once you've done it a bunch of times, then, yeah, it gets to be almost by rote. It's the same. They've been doing the same damn setup and presentation for like the last 10, 15 years. So it's not a whole lot new to the process. But if you haven't done it, it's a great afternoon spent in Lambeau Field. Um, it is great to see kind of, you know, Mark and Brian and the board and what have you. Um, but yeah, once is enough, but once is cool. And hell, everybody needs an afternoon at Lambo, right? On culture, what's up, man? nice for the super chat. Good to see you. Haven't seen you in a bit. Today's jams are I Ran So Far Away by Flock of Seagulls and Key West Intermezzo. I Saw You First by John Cougar Mellencamp. Let me tell you, that Flock of Seagulls track is one of my all time favorites. That and Space Age Love Song. Those are some phenomenal works from a new wave act that I adore. Good stuff, man. Always good to see you. Uh, PUP down to four weeks. Did that happen? That'd be great. I missed that if that's true. one, two, four to four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, physically unable to perform list. I want to make sure I get that corrected here. Unable to perform Four weeks. Um -hmm. I'm not seeing that here. Now, that doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Um, So something to check, something to uh, look out for. That'd be great if it was only a month. I know they changed the IR rules in in not a great way, not a way I'm a fan of. Um, They have limited, they've gone back to limiting the amount, the number of dudes you can bring back which I think sucks big time, but I don't remember seeing the PUP length changing. That doesn't, again, that doesn't mean it hasn't been. Um, Will Amari Rogers take that jump in 2022? Callum, how are you? I hope you're well, man. Good to see you. Thanks for checking out the stream. Um, Will he take it? I suspect he will. Um, I think there's little doubt that he is probably undoubtedly disappointed with how his rookie year went. And I know he's working his ass off this offseason. If you missed it uh, a little bit ago, about almost a little under an hour ago, he premiered um, one of his workout videos that he's doing this offseason on his YouTube channel. I highly recommend you check it out. It's pretty cool to see his process. But will he make that jump? Yes. What is going to be fascinating is to see how they utilize all their kind of disparate wide receiver types, you know, They got a lot of guys who would traditionally be labeled as slot guys. I think Amari would fall into that category and how they choose to met out the reps for those guys who makes the most of those opportunities, especially in training camp. That's what's going to be kind of fascinating, but yes, I think he will make a jump. No question. Uncultured again. What's up, man? Thanks for the super chat bonus jams. Hold the line by Toto. Oh, classic. Taking it to the streets by the Doobie brothers. Well, we know that from the, the draft show. Destroyer by the Kinks and Numb by Lincoln Park. Pappies. Yeah, Numb's the only one I can't roll with there, but I get it, man. Dig what you dig. It's cool. The rest are phenomenal. Well done. Keith says I believe that offensive line is the position you would want to overstuff. That is to have replacement ready players available even when spots are not there. Do you agree? I feel the Packers have been wounded two years in a row in the playoffs by not doing this and uh, may have had a paradigm shift this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying, Um, and I think Brian's done a good job of reacting to that in a way Ted didn't. Um, I think Ted was a little bit more guilty of what you're talking about than Brian, but I think Brian has gone about it the last two seasons, especially in the off season with his draft kind of classes and bringing in a lot of young, versatile talent. Um, Yeah, I can't sit here and say I think that Brian wasn't minding the shop in that regard. However, um, you got to remember that also the the, you know, the practice squad is an extension of your roster and there are guys on the practice squad. Um, more more often than not, guys who are in your camp who, you know, whether you designate them a, 53, a member of the 53 or not, they're still in practice. They're still working with you, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm not completely dismissive of your thought there. I, I do think especially when you go back and you watch uh, the last two playoff exits. You know, you look at the tackle situation and it's, you know, disheartening to say the least. I will say, though, none of that is probably an issue. And we're not talking about any of it if David Bakhtiari doesn't suffer a completely freak injury slash accident that practice on New Year's Eve day two years ago. You know, it's just a, an unfortunate byproduct and it really sucks, obviously. And I do think Brian has addressed the, offensive line appropriately. But yeah, when you're down to, you know, backups of backups or you're playing a guy in Billy Turner, who's on a bum knee in a playoff game after he hasn't played for weeks, suboptimal, right? And again, that also comes down to your philosophy of, you know, whether it's Stenovich who did take responsibility for that call or Lafleur who obviously had to green light it um, going with Billy Turner, who hadn't played in a month and a half or whatever it was. And on a bum knee, over Yash, who had been playing, not all pro level, no. But had he been playing effectively for you for weeks on end? Yes. Younger guy. At home, first playoff start. Like, roll, roll with the guy who got you there. That's That would be my thought. So I think, you know, there's a lot of levels to it, and there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, but again, I'm not dismissive of your overall thought. I think you're correct for the most part. Uh, (laughs) thoughts on jordan love's new thighs um haven't had any but um if you have please share with the with the group because clearly you're you're into jordan love's new thighs i mean is he trying to match his good friend aj Dillon, the quad father and quadzilla who knows stay tuned do the Packers keep a kicker on the practice squad again this year? Dennis, I think there's a chance if this kid out of Oklahoma kind of shows something, you know, in, in training camp. Now, the, what's interesting is that this guy already, you know, was in camp with the Vikings as an undrafted free agent, and they cut him. Um, and I know he had accuracy issues at Oklahoma. So I'm fascinated to see what they see in this guy. So, But, yeah, if he gets to camp and he is lights out or shows promise, then, yeah, there's a possibility. S- speaking of which, poor one out for J.J. Molson, who was on the practice squad for, what, a year and a half and then unceremoniously gets dumped before he even gets to camp. Never, never going never gonna to live it down. <laughs> the human being 2.0 should come with a big improvement of the ACL. I'm down with that, Tulio uh best player whose jersey you never bought Ooh, that's an interesting question married guy best player whose jersey i never bought probably charles woodson never bought a woodson jersey but damn he, he isn't one of if not the best player i've ever witnessed with my own two eyes gotta go, I, got, I gotta go with woodson i just he came along after i stopped buying jerseys like i think the last jersey i ever bought was aaron Rodgers, like when he was a rookie or his second year, something around there, um, but then after that, I kind of really came off jerseys. Um, or no, yeah, no, my ex-wife bought me the Rogers jersey. That's right. So before that, but like I bought with my own money. Probably before that, it was Favre and Bubba Franks. That's how far back it goes. But uh, yeah, if there was a guy talented enough for me to buy his jersey, it would be Charles Woodson. But I'm just not a jersey guy. Uh, they did J.J. Molson dirty. J.J. Molson and Justin Perillo. I'll never forgive them for either one. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Don't forget, Packers Trivia, back tomorrow. And also, Patreon members, the happy hour is back tomorrow afternoon. Check the Patreon page for all the info. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.